Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday via podcastone.com and, of course, iTunes. Thank you for downloading, streaming, uh, favoriting, whatever you do. Thanks for connecting with me and listening to the podcast each and every week. Interviews on this podcast are courtesy of my daily SiriusXM show on 106 volume, which you can hear live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and on demand on the Sirius XM app. So if you're looking for a lot more interviews, a lot more interactive talk and calls, be sure to join me on volume and check it out every single day. Although the interview for you this week actually comes from the sixth show I do live on Sirius XM every week. This one from my show on Hair Nation on Channel 39. And it uh, it's a great conversation I wanted to bring to you from that show because he's always a lot of fun to talk to him, talking about Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal, Full Throttle Saloon, all that good stuff. We'll get to that in just a second. Do you want to remind you, if you're listening to this show on post day, which would be 29th of March? Yeah, 29th of March, a Thursday, because we're new every Thursday, and you're in the Dallas area, come on out tonight to the Guitar Sanctuary in McKinney, I'll be doing my live Q&A Stump the Trunk speaking show. Should be a lot of fun. 20 bucks to get in. Includes free beer for the night. How can you beat that? So if you're in the Dallas area, McKinney, Texas, Guitar Sanctuary, theguitarsanctuary.com for more info and tickets or link on eddytrunk.com. Get the tickets at the door. Come on out. We'll have some fun this coming Thursday night. I'm also there Friday afternoon from 1 to 3, broadcasting my volume show live from Guitar Sanctuary with John 5 as my guest. Should be a fun couple of days there in the Dallas area. At the Guitar Sanctuary, McKinney, Texas, tonight, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, for my speaking Q&A show, which does require a ticket. Friday afternoon, 1 to 3, totally free. 
not a performance, just hanging out doing the radio show. And John Five has got to get right out of there to get to his gig that night. So no meet and greet, no performance. But that is free if you want to come down. Thursday night I'll be hanging, and it should be a lot of fun. So anyway, um, I am excited to bring to you a great podcast with Jesse James Dupree of Jackal. Sorry, I got distracted there for a second. Text messages just seem to never stop. <laughs> and this one is a lot of fun because Jesse James Dupree is a character. And he really, in a lot of ways, is a very underrated frontman singer and performer. And Jesse James Dupree is uh, dropping by my show. He was in New York City. Because he wanted to come by, he has a uh, his son has a band, and the band is called Wayland, and I didn't even know his son had a band, but he told me his son does, and he was coming by to to check out his son's band, and I said, why don't you come up and hang out and do the show? So he said, yeah, you sure? I said, yeah, of course. It's always great to see Jesse, and he was uh, he was willing to do that. So he dropped by. His wife was in the studio as well. And I didn't know he was going to hang out for like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. We had a great conversation about all kinds of stuff. I mean, he rides bikes. He uh, He's just a total, total trip. And like I said, if you've ever gone to see Jackal live, they are just a no BS, in-your-face, kick-ass rock band, guitar, bass, drums. They bring it all the time. They have pockets in this country where they do extremely well. And he's uh, become a friend over the years. He, of course, had the Full Throttle Saloon show. He's still involved in that. He has a line of uh, bourbon, and he's just always fun to hang out with and always a lot of uh, great stories as well. He also was an early believer and supporter and produced early records from the band Blackberry Smoke, who are starting to emerge and do quite well. So Jesse's involved in a lot of things. And we'll talk to him about some of that in the interview you're about to hear. Also sitting in with him, my friend and comedian Dean Del Rey, who sat in that day with me, and he you'll hear him chiming in throughout. So enjoy Jesse James Dupree of Jackal coming up in a matter of minutes. Also, just a reminder, if you're shopping on Amazon, go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Start all your shopping there. Connect with me on social media at Eddie Trunk. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, eddytrunk.com is the website. You will see all my appearances listed there. Like I told you, tonight, if you're listening on post day and tomorrow afternoon, Guitar Sanctuary, McKinney, Texas. Next week, April 7th in Milwaukee, I will be at the Pottawatomie Casino, Northern Lights Theater, hosting Saxon, Black Star Riders, April 13th in Tulsa at the IDL Ballroom, hosting L.A. Guns, April 22nd in Houston, hosting Tom Kiefer, Proof Rooftop Lounge, and then don't forget, of course, M3 is coming up, Rocklahoma is coming up, the Ride for Ronnie, the Dio Charity event, May 6th in Encino. All the information on all this stuff is on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. Come out and see me. New stuff being added all the time as well. So very brief open today because I want to get to the interview with Jesse. You're going to enjoy it. It's coming up next on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of, like a coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior, removing excess weight from your car. That'll improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin 
that will increase its range. Pretty weird, right? Here's another tip you also might not know about, and that's that TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With the certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Hey, podcast listener, this is Rob Sestranino. On The Rob and Rob Has a Podcast, and the new season of Survivor is just getting started, and we've got new episodes for you five days a week. Join us for interviews with your favorite past Survivor players and this season's losers right after they get their torch snuffed. Listen free to Rob Has a Podcast, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. And if you like the show, why not share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on iTunes. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome back to this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. And we have for you my interview, as promised, with Jesse James Dupree of Jackal. We talk about all sorts of great stuff. Comedian Dean Del Rey sitting in as well. Enjoy. It's always fun to talk to Jesse. Here we go on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Great to see you, man. Yeah, you know it was, it was uh, a, a turnaround because I was I just got off the tour bus. We were in we went Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, a few shows up there, and then uh, the bus dropped me off in Indianapolis uh, about six o'clock this morning. Flew into the city, and so you literally just ended the Jackal tour. Oh, just, just this this week's worth of dates. I mean, we were right back out. Uh, you're we, never, we were back out. Yeah, you're we never not we, out. We were never you not never out. go home. We, we got a pretty, we got a great year. I mean, we're probably going to have the best year we've ever had as far as just a lot of exciting dates and is that right? And a lot of them. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to work more this year than we did last year, and we did you know, over a hundred shows last year. So you still got the place in Sturgis? It burnt down, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, you know, it, we had, we have six hundred acres out there now. We the original full throttle saloon was on. 30 acres. Right. And it burnt down. It was $10 million worth of ashes and a lot of hurt feelings. I mean, because there was no insurance or nothing. Wow. And uh, so we, um, we, uh, we licked our wounds and, you know, was thankful that nobody got hurt or killed yeah. and uh, which was the main thing and then we moved down the road get bought 600 acres we have an olympic size swimming pool well i was there last yeah. year yeah, remember yeah, 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 that's right that's i was just yeah. telling for about two seconds i know well, you were, <laughs> but you were going on stage but yeah. I, I was just telling it's funny because this is all this is so weird that you're here and i didn't even know you're going to be here today because i'm all sunburned and people are trying to figure out why because i was in mexico this weekend at this thing with zach brown band and and blackberry, uh, smoke. blackberry smoke for this new tv show i'm doing on access and you which is coming out, there, out in right? july and we shot it the second the very first episode of the whole series premiere which is going to be july 1st at 9 30 eastern is going to be the Sturgis episode where I cover Sturgis and went yeah. to see Jesse. We were about to go on stage and Eddie calls, man, I've got, you know, we're, we're stopping by. We're only going here about 10 minutes. Can you, yeah. can you, 15 minutes or so? And so we ended up swinging up there and amazing and, yeah. spot though, man. That was like, we went, remember we went in the main room yeah, and yeah, everybody's coming a little at you. Tour, quick little tour, yeah. Wow. yeah you, know, you walk inside the new, like, you walk inside the new full throttle saloon because we didn't want to try to replicate the old full throttle. Right. I mean, that was a moment in time and what a special place. Two decades of, of just beyond Thunderdome crazy. Well, 
Was that yours and, from the beginning? Yeah, it was uh, Mike Ballard. It, Mike, Mike Ballard and I met uh, 20 years ago, and he was he was literally building the original full throttle, and and we made fast friends, and then ultimately partners on you know on, on just about everything that we do. And right. but um, but uh, so so we we we, uh, we 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 didn't want to rebuild the original throttle, and Mike was just thinking about it. He goes, you know, he goes, I want to make a tribute to what made America great. And Eddie saw this. It, you walk into this place, and it looks like the Industrial Revolution threw up inside this i mean wow. it's, it's it's cool it's, though, man. It, it is so badass it's like all of these old turn of the century machines big dinosaur machines that that are just i mean just unbelievable to look at like something out of one of those damn transformer movies or something yeah. they're everywhere and they're up on these pedestals and lit up and turned into bars and there's go-go dancers on top of them and and it's just it's the coolest and everybody that walks in i mean the bar took thousands of hours to make it it's, it's welded together sprockets and nuts and bolts and 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 it's just the coolest thing and then you flow out into the courtyard and there and there's like a big moonshine truck you know moonshiner's truck up behind the the main bar out there in the courtyard and then you stroll out and then there's all these vendors in the the largest stage in south dakota i mean it's just and that's only open the two weeks a year yeah yeah, about yeah just about and 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 that's on 50 acres of the 600 in addition to that we got a helicopter pad we've got 50 caliber machine guns you can blow up cars we've got (laughs) we've got a a restaurant a grocery store an olympic-sized swimming pool we got belly flop contest homemade bikini contest elvis impersonators johnny cash impersonators up at the pool you got the uh, blackberry smokes playing at the uh, we got we got steel panther this year too wow. we, got, we got i mean we got all kind of crazy Wait stuff a minute. do you have any stand-up comedy we you know we have had stand-up comedy in the past because i'm yeah. a comic well, man well, I, you I get been, killed been, out there man no. <laughs> you get killed, i've been going to sturgis I'm for 10 years i'm not saying you're not a good comic but yeah. man those guys want to rev their bikes and hear yeah, music yeah, i would no, not no. i don't care if you're the greatest comic in the world i would want to go up in front of that crowd. I take the challenge. Well, I've been know, going there so many years. Yeah, you should. You, I'd love to have you come down. Yeah, you come check it out. We got uh, we have three hundred cabins. We have a RV, six hundred RV hookups. We got tent wow. camping for days. Because when I was with you, and we, I mean, we got there really late because we were covering stuff over the Buffalo Chip. And when we came over to cover your thing, and then when we got over there, it was already dark. You were about to get ready to go on. Yeah. So we did a quick run through. We shot a few things, and but the thing I said to you was those grounds are massive. Like you're just like you're scratching the surface. Oh, of what you're going to be able to do. You're, that. you're right. I mean, it's, it's the things that, w- that we're already doing. We got a flat track out there where we're racing pre 1920s Harley Davidsons that we did it last year and we're doing it this oh, year. Oh, like the Rolling Sands? Uh, stuff? Uh, yeah, like the uh, Sons of Speed, Billy yeah, Lane. Yeah, yeah. Billy Lane's just, I mean, he's a legend anyway. Yeah. And just, just a great guy. And he's a partner of ours out there doing that. And and then, um, and then and again, I mean, just, just the, like you said, just the bare butte behind us, just a beautiful scenery to wake up to every day. It's called the Pappy Hoyle Campground. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we oversee the, the name of pappy and pearl hoyle for the family you know as they passed away now but they started that rally 78 years ago and uh and and a lot of people don't realize i mean you know that that uh that it's been going on that long and they don't realize the spirit of it and there's people that that come from all over the world to this thing you know and we're the official campground of harley davidson now oh wow uh, yeah for the last couple of years and so harley davidson's doing all their demo rides out there it's where you get your official harley davidson hog pin uh if you're coming to sturges i mean there's 75 thousand people that'll come just to get those hog pins and uh, but uh, but Harley, and if you're if you're a hog member, you get preferred pricing and stuff. Uh, you know for staying at the campground. And, I've been nice. going there for years. Yeah, man, Pappy I love Hoyle, it. Yeah. Campground.com is where the campground side and then the full throttle saloon's right there. Dean, you ride? You go yeah. out to Sturgis? Yeah, I didn't I've, know been, I've been riding 35 years. I got ran over last year. That was pretty cool. That, uh, uh, is that the first time you've been ran over? Yeah. What yeah, do you I'm mean some, you've been run over? Some meth head ran me over. Look at this arm ripped off here. Broken. Broken. Like, with a car. What, your what, bike? Yeah. what all damage did you get done? Okay, here's what I got. 
I was riding on the 110 freeway in L.A., some woman just uh, carjacked an Escalade and ran me over doing 70 miles an hour. So I got broke ribs, dislocated shoulder, ripped my arm up. And look, you can see this right here. It's just missing tattoo uh, and smashed ankle. Uh, but I lived. I couldn't believe it. And the only reason I, I lived. I couldn't believe I lived. I'm, I'm with it. Well, her front there, tire been there, fell done off it. or been she would have ran me over. You been, know? There, been there, done yeah. it. I was in the middle of cotton fields yeah. right across the state line in Alabama shooting a pilot for a TV show. And and we were across the state line. And I was on this 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 vintage uh, white heritage soft tail that I've got. Right. And it was the first bike I ever owned. I mean, I love that bike. And uh I'm going down this uh, this two lane road. Cotton fields on each side of me, on both sides, and I'm waiting on a friend of mine to catch up. His wife had jumped off the back of her bike to go in and use the bathroom, so they didn't pull out right behind me. So I'm just kind of trucking down there, only doing about thirty or so, thirty five miles. I'm just waiting on them to pull up behind me, and I see a car come round in my rearview mirror, come round in the corner, coming up on me. And and he's coming on me fast. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and we're heading west, and the sun is setting, you know, just blinding us in the eyes. It just right? doesn't see it. And so, so you know, he's coming, yeah, he's coming from behind me and facing the sun. And I say, I'm just going to get off the road, and there's a little farmhouse. So I throw my left arm out to let him know that I was making a left turn. He thought I was telling him to go around me. Oh. So as soon as I leaned into the, you know, I just whooped it into, you know, to make that left turn into that driveway, he was behind me. He floored it, hit the gas, hit me about same 65, 70 yeah. miles an hour, hit me, sends me flying like, you know, just like when I was shot out of that cannon. I'm yeah. flying through the air screaming, mother, you know, just screaming through the air and, and, and trying not to hit my head when I land. Right. And the bike's, you know, flying in one direction, I'm in the other. And I land and I was so mad. And of course, he was scooting on down the road and i jump up i mean i'm ready to whip this guy's ass and i jump up and as soon as i jump up i realize oh shit my leg's not there you can say shit yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so i reached down and my pant leg were ripped all to hell right because yeah. the, the bumper just hit me right in the leg and i and i ripped my pant leg open to see if my leg was still there because i was seriously it wasn't there yeah it was just mush basically yeah, yeah. And, and 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 about that time the adrenaline you you experienced this i mean it's crazy. The, the adrenaline just goes down yeah, yeah all of a sudden you're from the the top of your head just go you, you can feel it just get out of your subside you know and as soon as the adrenaline went away i realized i couldn't breathe and i just fell back on the on the road and i and i laid there and next and thing you realize you weren't kicking anybody's yeah, ass yeah i wasn't <laughs> kicking nobody's ass hey, that guy kicked my ass so you know the rest of the story is so the guy you know the, the ambulance shows up and i'm screaming don't cut because i had these custom boots on yeah. that i loved and i'm going don't cut my boots off you know and, and they go sir we gotta cut you and they cut my clothes they'd already cut my clothes off of me yeah. i mean i was bleeding i mean you know the whole side of my my whole well, how long ago is this this was about four or five years ago yeah and uh and so and i'm out in the middle of these confidence and i'm going don't cut my fucking boots don't cut and, and, and my buddy Dwayne had finally showed up i said Dwayne, pull my boot off he goes jesse they ain't gonna let me pull your boot i said pull my fucking boot off and so <laughs> he pulls my boot off and i just black out yeah. you're hoping your leg didn't come off well, with yeah, boot. Yeah, I didn't yeah. my boots cut. so they set me they set my bag my clothes were shredded in a little plastic bag yeah and my boots set beside me in the ambulance and they carried me across back because i didn't want to go to an alabama i wanted to go back to georgia so they crossed the georgia state line and they carried me to a hospital that doubled as a veterinary clinic oh my and, god like and, the mob yeah, like yeah, when they don't yeah, want to take yeah, you yeah, and get yeah, shot yeah, by the yeah. mafia so i lay yeah, so yeah. i lay there on a board i lay there on a board for like eight hours <laughs> the, the, you know thinking you know because they were making sure that i wasn't bleeding internally and such and then i get home I get home and I'm in a gown and my, you know, and, and I'm all bandaged up, and uh, and I was in bed. The, the story goes on from there because we were, you know how this is when you're shooting the TV shows, you've got deadlines for the yeah. pickups and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I get home, 
and Penny's there. She's freaking out because you know I'm, I look like and I'm, you know because my arms broke, my whole side, yeah, you yeah. know, and my arm, my legs in a cast. And and the next day, I get in the back of Nigel's SUV, and Nigel drives me to Myrtle Beach because. We had a show that night. Of course you oh, yeah. did. So, so I go to Myrtle Beach and I'm, you know, and, and I'd refuse to take any pain medication. Even when I was in the, in the, in the ambulance, I refused any medication because I was afraid I'd wake up and my leg would be gone. Oh. I, I didn't want them to cut my leg off. Oh, yeah. So gosh. I would, I didn't take any medicine and they, they could not believe that I wouldn't take pain medicine. And I was going, no, cause I did not want them to cut my leg off and which thank God they didn't. So, but, but they, so they get me over and, oh, and let me tell you this. So the hospital, when they're letting me out, I said, what about my arm? And they said, oh, the x-rays say you're fine. And I said, hell, my arm's broke. And they said, no, you're fine. Your, your arm is your legs. The way. And they'd put a cast on me and stuff. So the next day, my, Nigel's driving me to the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach because we'd made a big deal about us playing an annual show up there. I'm in the back, and the phone rings. They Hey, this is the hospital that you were at uh, last night. Uh, you're, you need to go to the doctor. Your arm's broke. <laughs> and I'd already stopped and got a splint for it. So I, so I get up there. I, t- I took a couple. That was the first pain medicines I took when I was up there. Yeah. I got through that. The next morning, they carried me. to. The, I played that show about an hour got about an hour and then i was done i go to the airport the next morning fly to new york city that nigel puts me on a plane delta carries me in the wheelchair and stuff they get me up to new york city the network picks me up puts me up in the london hotel which is a nice place nice. So I, yeah. I sat there room service that day on the sunday get, get get through with that go the next day shoot the stuff at the network that i had to shoot for all their promo stuff and they were shooting it to where you couldn't tell that i was all banged up right just throw my leather jacket over and and they would shoot me from the waist up so then they take me to the airport again, fly to Los Angeles, get there, and I'm doing the pickups, You know, the, the last-minute changes on the pickups of the show. I get about halfway through the day, and I looked at my partners, and I said, dudes, I'm not feeling good. Uh, I've got, I got, and so I go it's back. amazing you made it that long. Yeah, so I got yeah. back to the hotel, and I just opened the door and fell in, and I was so sick. So yeah. sick, and um, and 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 I, I laid there in the in the in the floor of that hotel room for about six hours or so, and then got up and and and, and went back down to the LAX airport, got on a plane, plane, flew into Kansas City. Johnny Dare picks me up, takes me to the emergency room. They damn put me in there, start shooting fluids in me. I they had not when they had put that cast on my leg, they'd not cleaned out the cuts and stuff, uh, and I had an infection, uh, and so I end up so I end up staying uh, at the hospital, and then the, so I laid up on Johnny's couch for a day after that back at his house it would take an antibiotics and all that kind of stuff. and then we played in front of 27,000 people at the at, at, the, at the Kansas City NASCAR track oh. for the for the NASCAR race we uh-huh. played that and i had uh, i had DMC there i had uh, you know from DMC sure. i had all the Clint Boyer and all the guys NASCAR guys and we had a big night plan and i was as fucked up as a goose on pain <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and that then, did you t- yeah. had no problem taking it at that and, time and, right and then i went and then i went home and went to bed for what two weeks i mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean it was the dumbest thing i ever did was that run with just because I was in so much pain. I did the same thing. I did stand up right after. I was like, <laughs> and, That's and, not and, funny. And so I, was sta- I was standing there, and then people were looking at me. It was a sold out show, and I was like, "Yeah, I kind of got ran over today." And I raised my shirt, and it was all raw. And the crowd went, "Ooh!" Yeah, <laughs> there was no, no bouncing nothing, back from that. Nothing funny about that. Yeah, they and were just I like, am proud. I am proud to sit here and say I am a big <laughs> pussy that's never been on a motorcycle <laughs> in my life. Yeah, you and know that's what? why both of your stories. I got no story like that. Uh, and I don't want one like I, that. I was riding my bike with my cast on my leg. We went back out. Well, we went, uh, Penny and I and, and a couple of us went back out to the farmhouse and found the place where I got hit. And we pulled in, and I was showing her what all had happened and where it was and everything. And this old man comes out of the farmhouse. And he comes up, and I, and I said, hey, you know, no, no big deal. We're just, I said, I had an accident out here, uh, you know, 
a while back and and I was just showing my wife you know where I'd had the wreck and and he goes on a motorcycle and I said that's right he goes I thought you was dead. Oh. And I said, no. Nah. I said, I'm here. And he looked down at my leg. He goes, I see you still got your leg. Wow. And I said, yeah. I said, thank God. You know, and he goes, I thought you was dead. Wow. And I said, no. Nah. I said, you know, I said, I, I said, you know, they took care of me. I said, I said you know, uh, I said, um, I said, I was surprised at how quick the ambulance got here to get me, you know. And he said, son, you laid there for the better part of an hour. Wow. Oh, and I wow. didn't even know it. I said, really? Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And he goes, I thought you was dead. Hit <laughs> run, hit run like me, right? Well, the guy hit, hit me yeah. and ran. And then my, my partner who was riding with me, he bolted he down him? And, and called him and brought him back. He got to jail? Whoa. Yeah. No, he, um, the guy said he was coming back. And I mean, oh, he yeah, was, right. yeah, but, but, uh, but the police came and. When I got ran over, here's the weirdest thing. I was just on a highway, just laying there, like, whoa, what happened? And then this guy walked up to me, and he goes, man, are you okay? And I looked up, and it was my best friend. And I thought, oh, you see your friends when you're dead. That's did, all I oh, thought, because why was he there? How did he happen to he be He just there? happened to be coming down the highway two minutes behind wow. me, going somewhere in L.A. What are the odds of that? That is And he freaky. threw me in the car and took me to the hospital. Were you both of you guys wearing helmets? I was. Jesse? I, was I was wearing a, a skull cap. I, was, you know, I wear full face in L.A. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was wearing just a, it was not yeah. even, it's not even a DOT yeah, yeah, yeah. skull cap. But I it, got full yeah. face. But, um, yeah, I, when I was going through the air, you know, I was keeping my, yeah. my head up because of when I knew, I knew I was about to hit the ground hard, but yeah, I didn't hit my head. Thank God. It's amazing wow. how yeah. how much it hurts. I, I tell you something. Basically, sound like a total push. Yeah. People ask me if it was bad. I say, yeah, it was really bad. But I got to admit, it's not as bad as the bicycle wreck that I had. Ah. And that's the truth. My my daughter, my wife and daughter, get me a got me like this mountain bike because my daughter was just getting into riding motor uh, uh, bicycles she's getting into riding bicycles and she wanted me to be able to go riding with them so for christmas they get me this little mountain bike thing and, and and my daughter wanted to see me ride the thing and it was on christmas morning so i go out of my driveway you go out of my driveway and make a left you're on 16 square miles of national you know civil war battlefield park and stuff and uh, so I, let, I wanted her to see me riding the bike so i go down the driveway and I, I get out onto this little sidewalk and i just go up just 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 barely out of sight and i turn down in this parking lot that they had just blacktopped uh, for the for the uh, museum property, and I think I'm just going to whoop down in this parking lot, make a U-turn, and head back to the house. And I go down and I round this little island of trees that they had there, and and, and I round the island, and there was. A, a big patch of ice. Your uh, wife has her face in uh, her hands. Penny's uh, is here, so and, and I, we know this is good. I, and uh, I hit that ice, and that bike flipped out from under me, and I landed straight on my head. No whoa. helmet or nothing. And I had a softball-sized knot come up on the, my whoa. forehead. My, I mean, I, in my shoulder, it messed my shoulder. It was, it was, I would rather take the motorcycle wreck over again uh, than that bicycle wreck. Wow. How and, long and, were you down and I was. Stu- I don't know how long I was there. All I know is I go staggering back to the house. They're in there ready to eat Christmas dinner. Uh-huh. And, I, and I'm walking in trying to act like nothing's wrong because I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to upset anybody. And they're talking to me. She goes, Jesse, and then she goes, and then she looks at me and goes, oh my God, just starts freaking out, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm going, and then I looked at it, but I mean, it was, and then my whole face was, you know, your eyes get you black. You brought the and, Christmas melon with you. <laughs> just yeah. a big nod. So I, I, just, I, I found my place over on the couch and just sat there and just kind of felt sorry for myself <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> so, how did the tour go, man? You, you know, Jackal celebrated 25 years recently. You put out that great, greatest hits record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And uh, and you you were out. You, I mean, you're always out there, but you did a, a nice run celebrating a, a we, quarter century in the band, which I'm sure you never expected. We got a lot of stuff going. I mean, we got we got.
out the 25th anniversary record came out. Uh, Jeff Worley wrote, uh, him and Roman wrote a book together. It was Jeff's second book and his and Roman's first. It's uh, called Dog Eat Dog. It's a, it's a cookbook. You can oh, go, well, I've got yeah, Jeff's you got, you got first his, book, yeah, the, yes, uh, which the, I started reading, which is great. Yeah, No Filter. Yes, No yeah, Filter, which yeah, is perfect yeah, for him. Yeah, and, and, and that's a great book, and it's done really great, and everybody that reads it loves it and laughs. And then uh, and then there's another book called Dog Eat Dog that he and Roman, and what it is, it's learning how to, to cook and eat and survive on the road. And, 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 and it's got recipes from all of our moms and wives and just different things in it, but it also tells about things that we make on because every day they they cook on the tour bus every day. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. It, we, uh, Penny gave us a crock pot that holds about 10 gallons of food, like an oversized crock pot. Trains the battery. So every day, somebody, everybody, every day somebody you, you can laugh about that. I swear to God, we have to run an extension cord out of the bus <laughs> to inside the venue or if we don't have shore power because it blows the breakers on the bus. Wow. It's that. It's a big ass so, crock. Yeah. But I mean, he's also feeding nine or 10 of us, you know, the, the, between the crew and the bus driver. But every day they all take turns. We wake up in the morning on the bus and we'll wake up in the town that we're going to be playing that night and we'll generally wake up at, at like a walmart or a grocery store or something and the guy they all go in and whoever's turn it is to cook that day they'll they'll go in and, and, and you know like we just had brisket and i mean not, not brisket um uh, uh, for uh, St. Patrick's Day, corned beef and, and and potatoes and all that stuff that they cooked a big St. Patrick's Day thing this past week. But um, so they'll go in, come out with a ton of groceries, and then somebody cooks, and then then for the rest of the day, whoever is cooking in the crowd, it's a fight. For, don't open my crowd. Don't take the lid off. Don't mess with the heat. Don't add one because everybody wants to do their two cents to it. So by the time six of them are going back and salting behind each other or whatever, yeah. it's a big fight over the crock pot. I, I don't. The things I've learned over the years on it i don't mess with the thermostat i don't mess with the remote on the television and now i don't fuck with the crock pot i've got my seat on the bus at the booth where i got my computer and i do my business and stuff and and, the, and I, the rest of them can they, they tear the rest of the bus all to hell and between the the food and and whatever activities they got going on in the back of the bus but uh, but anyway out of all that came a great book you can get it at uh, jackal.com and uh and i think uh, ariel said she's gonna send you the links to it oh, if, you cool. wanted to, if you wanted to post it up on your yeah, site yeah so, of course i will it's, it's a great cookbook. Yeah. We should send you one. You, yeah. you need a crock pot in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many guys are in the band? There, there's four of us in the band, and then and then there's uh, uh, three or four on the crew. Four right. of us in the band, four on the crew, and then a bus driver. You know, we were talking before you came in, and again, I was talking about how I was in Mexico this weekend, and I, I, I mean, the, the, I, I had no, I, I don't really know the country world all that well, or. I was just shocked. I mean, I had no idea how big Zach Brown band was. I mean, oh, it's yeah, a massive, massive yeah. thing. And I talked to a couple of the guys, very cool people. And then I talked to, I met, I knew Blackberry Smoke, but I met them for the first time and interviewed them this great weekend guys, on yeah. Saturday. Great guys and big rock fans. And we had a great, and then they told me about the history with you. And, and uh, that's for people that don't know, Blackberry Smoke is a really, they're really on their way now. They're really an emerging I, I you know it's funny to they, rock for country to country for rock. Yeah, they yeah. they mm. both you know both the Zach Brown band guys and Blackberry Smoke. I was saying this earlier. Both are cool with the acceptance of country for their music, but neither of them really feel like they're really a country act. Yeah, you know, uh, Blackberry Smoke, uh, you know, and Charlie especially is just such a southern rootsy badass. I mean, he's a fun, he played guitar with me on the G the Dixie Ink record that I put out. That's Charlie playing all that guitar, and he's just a he is a mother man. I mean, he, seriously, is he, that how you got to know him? Because no, you're no, no, a big no, part no, of their story. No, 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 no. I, the, they they actually uh, Blackberry Smoke, a uh, Brent and and his brother Richard were in a really heavy band called Nihilist, and I mean, like really heavy Metallica. Black 
back in the early days of Metallica, uh-huh. those guys jammed just as, as hard as a Metallica. And uh, and they used to play with us whenever Jackal was coming up. And uh, I think they might have even played with us the night we got signed by Kalodner. I think they had opened up for us on that. And uh, <laughs> and then they um, they ended up, um, over the course of, of several years, they ended up just you know kind of getting more rootsy with things. And then they come across came across Charlie. And Charlie's just, um, he's from like out in the middle of the sticks and just, just a just a stupid raw talented dude i mean when i say stupid i mean he is beyond good i mean he is seriously stupid good i mean can play anything mm-hmm. and but his guitar playing is phenomenal and he's a great singer as well but so um so they came to me and said hey we were supposed to go in the studio i forget something had happened and uh, brent brent came up and said you know we were supposed to do this and it went south and and i got you know i have a studio up there and they said would you mind helping us out so i said look just bring your stuff in up here and we'll knock it out and we were just going to record a couple of songs and and i got so hooked on uh, on working with the, all of the guys because we just had a blast and we ended up recording their first uh their first record you the, produced the, it yeah i produced the first record right. the bad look is, ain't no crime and just uh sanctified woman is m- one of my favorite songs just a great 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 rock track and then i started uh carrying them out on the road with us and they played they opened up for us for a couple of years and they started plugging into all the easy rider bike shows and all that kind of stuff and what about chris and, robinson he had a lot to do with it right he grabbed onto him <clears throat> big time took him on tour well, they, black cross well brent uh brent was always friends with with chris but but I, but I'm you know Chris and his brother were always from Atlanta, right. but they were on a kind of in another space of Atlanta, so we never did really cross paths over. There. I mean, I knew of them and stuff. My 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 tie with those guys was Johnny Colt, who was right. the original bass player, and Johnny and I on a couple of different occasions. Johnny and I almost started bands together. Matter of fact, when I started singing with Jackal, I I was it was either that or Johnny and I were going to start a band. Wow. And uh, and uh, but Johnny's he's a great. When I met Johnny Colt, he was living in the back of his, his Chevrolet and playing at a club called Charlie Magruder's. Charlie Magruder's is, was a legendary place in Atlanta. You've probably heard a lot of the bands over the years mention Charlie Magruder's in their liner notes and stuff. It was like a real famous place that everybody from Glenn Hughes, remember whenever you had Glenn and I on your show mm-hmm. and Glenn and I were talking about Magruder's? Yes. I set up with Glenn one night at Butch Weaver who just passed away like two weeks ago. The owner of, it's a legendary guy. We got a big memorial service going on for him on Easter uh, and he's touched you know so many people in Atlanta supported so many young bands and such and uh, just a legendary guy himself. Uh, but I sat at his house one night with Glenn Hughes on, at a baby grand piano, and Glenn was singing coast to coast to just me by myself, playing a grand piano and crying because he'd run out of cocaine. Wow. And, um, uh-huh. and, uh, but yeah. And, uh, read and, Glenn Hughes' yeah, book, and yeah. you'd be shocked the man is yeah. still alive. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 and earlier that, earlier that night, we were playing up at Magruder's, and I was trying to get Glenn to come up and sing back up on She Loves My Cock. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, just, but, but, uh, but Glenn Hughes, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan did his rehab in Atlanta, and he would come out to, to Magruder's. The guys at Mother's Finest would come and sit in with us. All the wrestlers from the WCW, which was based in Atlanta, all of them were up there all the time. So we got to know all those guys that were at Magruder's. Um, uh, uh, Jason Bonham. Jason, yeah. we we used to pour Jason Bonham out of that place nightly. He used to hit it hard yeah. in his uh, day, uh, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and, and uh, Aaron, um, uh, uh, Aaron Lewis, Aaron, uh, Aaron Lewis from uh, Stained uh, from Stain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so I'm in Sturgis, and he was playing down the road from us, and and I get this guy comes and says, "Hey, uh, he just said, are, are you busy right now?" And I said, uh, I said, well, you know, I got the full throttle stuff going. I said, what's up? And he goes, well, he goes, I work with Aaron. He goes, Aaron was wondering if you could come down and visit with him. He's got to do sound check, but he'd, he'd love to see you. And, and, and I just knew of Aaron because of the success that Stain had had and such, right? And, they, and Stain was playing down the road. So, so I said, sure. So I jumped on the bike and, and rode down there. And he said, man, he said, 
I was always the biggest fan of you guys. He said, he goes, I used to live at Riverbend Apartments, and I would come see you guys at Charlie Magruder's. Wow. Aaron and, did. Yeah, and yeah, and we were sitting and we were, were sitting there. He was about to do a sound check and stuff, in the middle of a sound check, and he was rolling him a joint back behind his behind the amps right there, telling me all these stories about coming to see us at Magruder's and such. And But just a great guy. And just, you know, just, but yeah, it, 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 Magruder's is a legendary place that, that, that still it, open? Yeah, no, nah, it, it closed down years ago. And, and like I say, Butch Weaver just passed away uh, uh, like two weeks ago. And uh, it just really set ripples through that whole community down there. And everybody from Derek St. Holmes to, to you name it, everybody's posting stuff on the Charlie Magruder's wall. Wow. And, and there's a big memorial service for him in, uh, on, on Easter. But yeah. Jesse, Je- for people that don't know too, and I've talked about this many times, because uh, Jesse and I have had some great times in, over the years. And one of my favorite things is when he busts open a bottle of the uh, of the bourbon, the Jesse James, the bourbon, Jesse James right. bourbon, which is so good, and now you got those different varieties of it. You still pumping it out? How's it going? Yeah, we got we just released uh, eighteen hundred cases of a single barrel Jesse James single wow. barrel Tennessee whiskey, and it's a, it's a square bottle, blue label with a platinum eagle on it, same logo and such, but it's it's a higher dollar because we only released eighteen hundred cases of it last year. You make and, it yourself? Yeah, it, we got a distillery in Trimble, Tennessee. It's a little town of about six hundred and fifty people. Mike Ballard, his hometown, and they were the town was about to go bankrupt, and uh, the distillery got put in a, in a little barbecue restaurant and now the town is not only not going bankrupt they built a, a new fire station and bought a new police car no. and, uh, so, but we have a, we, we make the Jesse James Tennessee whiskey there in the full throttle saloon shine and espresso shots and all that stuff but if you can find this Jesse James single Tennessee whiskey, Tennessee single barrel grab a hold of it because there's not that much of it out there right now we're going we're, we got some more aging but the barrel house sits about 15 feet from the railroad tracks so five times a day a train, you know, trains come through five times a day and vibrate the barrels. So if you got a glass of water sitting on the desk and all of you see it, the, the, and, the, and you know, that, is that good for yeah, it? Yeah. The, so on the packaging of the Jesse James Tennessee whiskey, it says locomotive agitated. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can that not be good? <laughs> That's, right. That's good because what happens is, is over the different seasons, because we actually have seasons down south. So you got the you know, the, the the cold and the hot and, and all and all that makes great bourbon. And uh, and so and and, and the it's it, all bourbon is Tennessee whiskey. All it is 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 moonshine that's been poured into a charred oak barrel, virgin oak barrel. Oh, so, wow. so, so they char the inside of it in uh, a, a white oak, and then you put the whiskey in there, the, the corn liquor, and uh, and then you got to pu- plug it up and you let it sit there for three years or so. Three and, years, yeah, yeah. I mean, or longer, you know. Just and uh, some of the stuff we got is going on four years now, but it sits there. And wow. what happens is over the different seasons and the temperatures and the and just the, the vibrations and everything, the liquor gets absorbed in the, into the wood and yeah. pushed back out. So you're getting the charcoal flavors and the color, the caramel color and such. And then there's also sugars in the wood, the natural sugars of the oak. So you're getting the sugars, you're getting the charcoal, and then you're getting the flavor of the corn that's in the whiskey on the moonshine. It's and, a big deal. And, you and, know, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it is. I, I did a, another episode that I shot of this TV show was in Kentucky right. late last year yeah. at, a, at a place called... Bourbon. Well, no, the, the festival was called Louder Than Life, and it was the theme of it was also bourbon and whiskey. So they had distillers that, like Jack Daniels had a big walkthrough trailer yeah. which you could they showed the barrels and they cut the wood in half you could see the difference in the wood and the difference between um 
I guess whiskey and bourbon and and the, the there's a, well, the difference between Tennessee whiskey and bourbon is is Tennessee whiskey is just charcoal filtered after the fact so you just run it through a little bit of charcoal filtering and uh, but but that's the only difference between bourbon and yeah and whiskey. It's, it's, it's all bourbon it's just it's just but charcoal it's big filtered. business yeah. I mean they had a guy there that was like a specialist in it and he was t- like you would with, like with a fine wine you know swirling it and tasting it and evaluating them there's I didn't realize it was as as big of a deal as it is to get uh, the high end stuff the, the brown liquor has exploded over the last few years and uh and, and people finding and it's really cool because you know jack, you know when i grew up i'd wear a jack daniels t-shirt or a skinner shirt and I'd, yeah. I'd fist fight you if you didn't like either one of them but over the years those brands have hit those big brands have become everything to everybody they don't really they're not really representing any one you know click of people and and i miss that i miss yeah. that a lot so uh and, and plus you have to get a second mortgage on your house to go buy a bottle of that stuff yeah. so so i wanted to be able to put out a whiskey that was affordable and that the logo was great and represented people that bust their knuckle 40 hours a week or more blue collar america and, and it's that, good yeah and, and we don't most have, important we don't have nothing for a profit margin on ours I, I won't make any money off of our bourbon in my lifetime i'm just hoping that i'll like three generations down my i can have a very dysfunctional family that, fight, <laughs> that, 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 fight, that fights over them i've been so blessed with my dreams to come true with a band and the different stuff that we do and this is a passion play i'm really really love doing the bourbon and and uh and and, and like you said i'm learning about it you know it's still every day i learn about it and and it's really cool because people are going out and i invite people all the time go find other bourbons just check it all out you know uh, and, and 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 what i suggest if you're not a bourbon drinker and you'd like to really learn how to drink a brown liquor like that what you do is this is my recipe what you do is you take a glass of ice i like crushed ice because you, you, you know you can pour it over and it's going to melt it down a little bit put just another little splash of water in there because that they that that's actually the official way to do it or the the way that the experts say to do it because it opens it up a little bit a little splash of water just a little splash of water and then plus it melts the ice down if you're using crushed ice or some people like the hard you know the ice balls and stuff but you put that in there put that over there put a little splash of water in and then make you some popcorn <laughs> and, 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 and you sit there, watch TV, eat the popcorn, and just sip on it. And, and no, you got to realize, get your mind in the game. You're going to be tasting the, 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 the charcoal. You're going to taste the sugars in the wood. You're going to taste the corn. And when you know what you're going to taste and you start really just focusing on it, you'll really start liking it. i got to tell you. By the end of the night, you just keep adding the bourbon and you're on. But you're uh, a bourbon drinker. When yeah. I was at that festival, which was a big rock festival, which was themed. And they're doing it again this year, which is themed about on bourbon and whiskey. After it was over, at the hotel I was staying at, Tom Morello's band was playing. So Tom and I went down to the bar late night mm-hmm. at the hotel, and we sat down. We said, you know, we're in Kentucky. Let's get a whiskey. So we said to the bartender, the bartender was a big fan of Tom's, oh, we're going to bring you something really cool. He comes over, he puts two glasses down for each of us, and he just said, just try that. It was the most incredible thing that I ever tasted because it literally hit your mouth and evaporated. Wow. And he told me that I still haven't been able to find it yet, but it was called, it was, I believe, Old Granddad 114. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it was some it, select barrel stuff. Yeah. yeah. Old Granddad 114, which is 114 proof. Yeah. And I, because I, I, tr- I never tasted anything like it and I Googled it. Yeah. And I looked and it said something like it had been discontinued, but there's a couple stores that still have it and they're redoing it again. And yeah, $3,000 bottle. I don't, stuff, I have no yeah. idea what it would cost, but this, yeah. I was like, I never tasted anything like that before where it, as it, as it hit your lips and your tongue, it just kind of like, it left a great taste, but it 
literally like evaporated. Wow, like yeah. gasoline. I haven't been able man. to find it since. I'm going to I'm going to send you some of my single barrel. I'll send you a bottle of the single barrel so you can check it out because I'm I'm proud. Well, of it. I love how much your you stuff, sell that man. for? I love the single barrel. The, how much is the single yeah. barrel? The single barrel runs on the shelf like, depending on what state and taxes. I around forty bucks. Well, that ain't which bad. Which again, we're uh, you know uh, we're but that's that's actually affordable for a single barrel because what it takes to to you know and how limited quantity and, is and what single it takes. barrel longer. S- single barrel it can age as you know it can age different lengths of time and like i said we got some of the we got 390 barrels now that some of it's almost four years old and such um and it's really great juice but um single barrel means literally everything in that bottle came out of one barrel oh wow you know so you you'll take a that's bar- what it yeah, means. yeah got it and um and yeah it's just uh, it's a whole pro- we got you can come tour the distiller you should come do one of your shows at the distiller we also i'll tell you what else we just did if you're coming, but we got to get you back to Sturge. We need to book Eddie to come visit. You, you, you need to come. You need to seriously come in and, and, and help post some of our stuff at the throttle. We um we have um we we went up the road about twenty miles north of Sturge's to Deadwood. The oh, I love Deadwood. So yeah. I stay there every time at the Cadillac Jacks. Yeah, it's my go. favorite. Well, you know That's, you know where Saloon Number Ten is. Yeah, oh, you come yeah. out of Saloon Number Ten. You come two doors down yeah. and you walk into the Bloody Nose Saloon. Oh, wow. That's ours. Yeah. And then right next door to that, we bought three eighteen hundreds buildings right there. Three of the oh, old eighteen yeah. hundreds buildings. The first one is. The the bloody nose saloon the next one you come into is our tasting room and then the third one is the distillery and i we're, only and stay we're in making, deadwood and we're making that's in oh, deadwood so we best. got they we got, got that steakhouse there that five-star steakhouse oh, yeah, yeah. oh that place but is costner, sm- are you talking about the place that was in yeah, Co- yeah. They, yeah you know they just closed that they down. did that place yeah. is smoking we just we just tried to put an offer on that building we're, we're oh. still trying we you love know, that it's a beautiful building you know why i stay at cadillac jacks why? it's the only place with underground parking because when it hails that hail takes out your tanks man it's just ding 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 how about Let's go one step. When it hails, sometimes people die. I know people do. That. <laughs> I, I remember five years ago when I was there, like three people died from yeah. the golf ball yeah. hail. Yeah, man. So we had that one year that was actually part of the TV show, and the the hail did over like fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of damage oh, to the to the bar. Unbelievable. And, and there was people that were laying out across their motorcycles, and the, the hail was just beating their backs. Yeah. But they were trying to protect their motorcycles. You could hear it for and, miles. Yeah. And uh, but they, they said that there was some. I, I didn't know anybody or know of directly, yep. but they said there were some people that actually. Had 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 a, a you know unfortunate day there. Yeah, but, three yeah. people died on yeah. that year. Yeah, but it's but I mean that's not it's, that it's cost like, It's no different than, it's not it's no different than going to the no. beach for yeah, to yeah. Daytona for vacation, and you yeah. never know if a hurricane's going to come through right, yeah, yeah. or anywhere for that but, matter but, but these you, days. But you can be there. It can be bad weather and rain. Oh, yeah, and then two hours later it's sunshine. Ten minutes yeah, later. Yeah, yeah you're it's right. It's crazy. I love Deadwood. It is the spot when you go to. Sturgis. Well, come visit us at the Deadwood Distilling Company. Oh, I come we out. Got, I come out there and do comedy. I keep telling you. We got the and uh, well, we just I just released a brand new uh, cinnamon flavored whiskey that, that we've been making up in Deadwood called the Devil's Devil, uh-huh. and I and I've had so many people begging me to release it across the country that I'm finally going to break down and, and let the first batch of it's going for uh, we're, it's uh, one of the sponsors of Rockfest in Kansas City. Oh, nice! And uh, so we'll have we're releasing the Devil's Devil in Kansas City along with the Jesse James Bourbon being there. So we're talking with Jesse James Dupree, of course, of Jackal Dean Del Rey sitting in a Teddy trunk here. We got about 40 minutes left to go on the show. I want to grab some phone calls from people because i'm sure you guys would love to chime in and get involved in the conversation maybe a question for uh, jesse but before i do that i want to ask you about jackal plans for the summer like what do you guys have lined up you just dates you, you working on a new record what do you what do you what's we, cooking we got a lot we just put the at the end of last year just put the 25th anniversary celebration right. record out, and it wasn't a year 
before that that we put out the uh, Rowico record, and uh, and then but and then we, uh, these last couple of records came pretty quick, considering you know as much touring and everything else that we've had going on. But um, and then of course Jeff wrote the two books, the No Filter and the Dog Eat Dogs. So, I mean, we, uh, there's no moss growing on our ass, but we're uh, we're just we're hitting it and getting it. Uh, we got a, if you can go to Jackal.com, we're we're putting up dates daily. Uh, every, I mean, just all over the place. We're playing. Uh, uh, a lot of the festivals and and uh, and then a lot you still of the, do the chainsaws, man. You know, oh man, you can I, I you cannot I, I, not I, I do got, that. I got three in my sockets. You know, people ask me all the time. You you, you know, you think you ever get tired of doing the chainsaw? You yeah. know, you, he's you got know, an endorsement you, you, on you, the chainsaw. You know, it's yeah. like, for me, I mean, I have to, I own that. You know, I mean, it's like is, is Angus going to wear a schoolboy outfit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I've done it with it, him like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie's Eddie's even broke down and played some chainsaws. I've done it like three times. Hey, on that on that note, before we go to the callers. Last year you played Rocklahoma. Last year I came out. I did the chainsaw yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Smashed it around. Lit it on fire. It's the best. I have so right. much fun with this it's guy. All fun, man. Oh, you know what? too it, much. Let me fun. tell you something. People that sit around and overanalyze this, I'll leave. I'll leave it to Bono and Springsteen yeah. to write songs that's going to cure cancer. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't make any bones about it. We have a great time, and, and and it's fun. And if you're overanalyzing it or criticizing it, then you just not. You know, the, generally I find the people that are that are you know that are that are not digging what we're doing and at least come and have a good time they're generally the same people that have a hard time admitting that they masturbate yeah let me tell you let me tell you this and i've said this i've said this many many times without this man sitting right in front of me if you want to see you know we're in this day and age man of every band so calculated lighting cues tons of fake backing tracks who's stacking vocals on fake tracks half the shit you're hearing is coming out of the board on some sd chip that's not even real you want real in your your face guitar bass drums with one of the best front men you'll ever see this guy sitting right here thank you very much i yeah. mean you go see jackal if you if people listening haven't seen jackal in a long time you i defy you to go and not have a great time and probably get drunk because it, it inspires you to want to drink a little it's bit just a, it's, it's just it, a fun real thank you're you. gonna get thank you're gonna get gas on your shoes and sawdust in your hair yeah. and this guy is is like the ringleader of ringleaders it's we, so much fun i say we celebrate every night we celebrate the fundamentals of rock and, Let me ask this: two guitar, bass, and drums, chainsaw, if you will, and we celebrate those fundamentals as hardcore as we can. And it's not—it's not even about coming to see the show. Literally, the show wouldn't be anything without the audience. We, when I tell you that it's about coming to be part of the show, come to a show, and 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 seriously, you'll see the crowd is just as much a now, part of the show. Now, last year, hold on, Dean. Yeah. Last year, Rocklahoma. <laughs> last time I saw you, because I host Rocklahoma every year, I'll be out there again this year. And you guys play it kind of like every other year, pretty much. Just whenever they'll have us. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Um, Last year, you guys play, and I'm sure you know this and heard about this, after you left the stage, Seether came on, and Sean had some not nice things to say about you throughout his whole set. Did you guys ever address that? you had anything now, to you say called, about you that? You called and asked me about that. I, I, I don't know if you were gone and well, heard here's, it. This is, here's my day. I fly into Kansas City the day before. Johnny Dare and I went and got just shit-faced plastered that night. Got up the next morning, went over to Worth Harley-Davidson, Picked up a brand new motorcycle, brand new Milwaukee eight engine, badass. I mean, it's the greatest, I love it, man. The greatest the motor they've ever it's made. Incredible. I mean, it's such a. I mean, I. I it's like heroin. I got the road. It's kid. like it is truly like heroin riding that thing. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a light years above anything Harley's ever done. God moved Willie G out of the way and touched the heads on that motorcycle. What's That's it a, called again? It's called the Milwaukee eight. Yeah. Is the motor that's in these new Harley Davidson? And it's just night and day from uh, the old ones. It, man. It'll scoot. Yeah. And so Ron Spaulding and I, we 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 we, we he's he ends up coming through town 
I pick up with him. We drive in in the sun from Kansas all the way down to Oklahoma, baking in the sun. I mean, baking, putting sunblock on it, it's still just cooking the yeah. skin off of us. We get down the road, get down, get to the show. Literally, I get off the motorcycle and I'm running late yeah. for it to go hang with everybody over at Radio Row. So I literally get off, throw my stuff up in the in the uh, on the bus, and I run over to Radio Row. I, I run down, do the interviews that I promised that I'd do with everybody. Went back over. It was Jeff Worley's birthday. They had a cake and stuff. They'd been waiting on me to get there, so we give him a cake. We all drank a toast, cut the cake, said hey to Joe Litbag and and, and Mark and, and and the guys from from Rocklahoma. Sure. Said backstage. Uh, I think it's when I first saw you. You yep. came over and said yep. hello. So said hello. I go to the bus, change clothes, and, and then there's, they said well, there's the power blew out. Remember the power? Oh, yeah. yeah. We and, lost power they, for a little yeah, bit. They said the power blew out. The generator yeah. went or something. No, no, no. There's the, there was a bird landed on a... Oh, that's right. They a did, bird not, landed and took a, a, a generator out. Some, like, that, the story yeah. that I heard was a bird landed on some it's transformer true. and blew the whole town and out. And that's true. It's yeah. true. And, 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 powers, I forgot about that because something always so, happens so out there. So I'm standing there just ready to go, you know, because I'd been, you know, I mean, I'm like serious because as soon as we got through playing... I was going to ride back to Atlanta, yeah. like literally. So my motorcycle was sitting right there, and I'm wanting to ride my bike. So the, the show gets pushed back, pushed because you know, there's no music, no nothing, because it's dead. Yeah, the so power's fi- out. So wow. finally they come to us and say, boom, the power's on. You hear music. Okay, we're running your intro tape. Great. So they had to shape. Everything's the same as it was. You got your set time the whole night. We go out. We played our show. And, and I'll be honest with you, I always – Look at whoever's because there's always some guy stay managing the stage, right? And he's always a nervous wreck, and so I always give him a hard time. And say I'm gonna play as long as I fucking want to play, of course, just, just to make him nervous, right? And right. it revs up the crowd, yeah. And, it revs, and, yeah. and so I said that, and, but we played our show that was allotted time wise, and we got out. I go get on my, I got change clothes, get on my motorcycle, and I'm gone. And the next the next day, I hear everybody that he this guy was losing his mind, and I guess I guess that he'd had some drinks or whatever. Uh, from what I heard, he had he'd been and but I heard that he thought that I'd pulled the plug. Nah. that said that, that somebody said that, that killed the power that, that I'd kill. I pulled the plug on Buck Cherry, <laughs> stopped their set short because I wanted to play, uh-huh. and then went out and I said I was going. Yeah, drama. I, I mean. I kind of like that story better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that yeah. story better. That's I what pulled happened. The po- There's I a magic the one plug. Yeah. I pulled the power. I went in. I played as long as I wanted to. <laughs> Fuck everybody. And then I, yeah. Yeah, but you know, and I got home, and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Man." I got so much shit going. The last thing I'm right. worried about yeah. is some dude that's yeah. had too much to drink, thinking that I had that much to do with something I had nothing to do with, yeah, yeah. and I'll just let it go. I mean, and I actually know Corey. Corey from Seven Dust was playing with him, and uh, you know, and, and you know, Corey's cool, and we talked, and he just, you know, he, he, and even, I think he thought you played too long and went over and went into his time, right. which you did, but I don't think he realized that they you went in, that they that everything the, got pushed everything back because there's no curfew at Rocklahoma. It's unlike other festivals; it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you, so if things get, if there's a rain delay or weather delay, unless it's up. really a big problem and it gets super late, they pick back up when they pick up, and, and everybody keeps their set sets time, and you play yeah. your set. Thank so you, if you yeah. end at one, you end at one because. It's not the the plan, but it, but because there's no hard curfew, it, it can happen. Now, yeah. a couple of times things have been rained out completely because, yeah. unfortunately, the weather's so bad you can't play at all. But safety is the number one thing. But having hosted Rock Loma every year since it's happened, I know that's how it how it goes there. But I think that was the issue. Is he thought he? I don't think he realized that you got on late and thought you were into his time because I didn't hear much of it, but I caught a little bit of it, and everybody kept coming to me. Is that guy's killing Jesse up there on the stage? And I was like, man, that's. I think I texted. I 
you know, I said, you know what's going on? reaching out, they're upset, mad at him about it. And I, and I, even even the people that were upset with him for going off, you know, I just said, man, let it go. I yeah. mean, you know, it's his life's too short. And, That's how I am. And then you know, he just yeah. released there, a 25 some, year there, record. Tell, there's, a, there, there's some there's some people that could say something like that and crawl under my skin, and I would you'd be hard pressed to keep me from ripping their goddamn. <laughs> Who would that off. be? Well, I'm just saying there there are people out there. He's not one of them because, to be honest with you. Yeah. He could probably come up and blindside me because I don't know him from Adam's house, Cat. Yeah, right, and, yeah. and I mean that with all due respect. I just don't know the guy. Right, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what he looks like. So, right. but whatever. God bless him. Let's finish. <laughs> we got about a half an hour. You good till the end of the show? Yeah, man. All yeah. right. So we got a half an hour left. Let's get the callers want to jump in here. So we'll take some calls about anything you want. Jesse James Dupree sitting in. Dean Del Rey is here as well. And uh, we're going to finish up this last half hour and give it to you guys on the phones. Uh, let's do it right now. Why, why? Let's just jump right in. This is Jimmy who's listening to us in Virginia. Hey, Jimmy, you're on the air. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call, first of all. And I just want to say that, uh, Jesse, listen, um, I'm an older guy. I've been a fan of you guys for years and years and years. I saw you in Viking Hall in Bristol, Tennessee, probably 25 years ago. Oh, no. For damn Yankees. There's, I don't know there's, if you a, there's, show, there's a big story behind that show. I was there, brother. I was down in the front. I remember. Oh my God! It was Jackal and I damn Yankees. It was true. That's a great bill. What you talk about? What if what was true? The chick you pulled up on stage apparently tried to see you guys. No, no. What happened was that's the story behind that show. What happened was on on that show was um, I was I was on stage and we were doing Dirty Little Mind and we were toward the end of the set and out of nowhere that chick that she she came she came up there and tackled me. I mean, oh my god! Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And she was kind of a she was kind of and, and at the time I weighed about 150 pounds. So I mean, so it didn't take much for her to mow me over. And I just kind of went with it, rolled her over, just kind of, you know. And then the the guys that come out running out there and they but and I was keeping them from. This yeah, is the first album. This time? first that we were out with yeah, Ted. Yeah, Nugent. It was yeah, yeah it's sure. wild that you mentioned. You, you were out with Ted Nugent and uh, we, yeah, in the damn Yankees. Like, Ted Nugent got yeah. in trouble that night too for shooting yeah, a fiery yeah, arrow. Yeah, let's back up for let's 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 back up for a second. When we showed up, when we showed up to play that show in in Kingsport, Tennessee, over at Viking Hall, there were church groups outside protesting us being there. You, yeah, they were protesting <laughs> us. We, we were the Satan's music, and, Satan? and, and, and they, these churches, Jackal. yes, and they were protesting us so hard. So now, to pick back up with the story. Uh-huh. So, so we played that show. This girl comes up and says she tackles me. I kind of went with it, rolled around with her until the security guy. They got they pulled her off the stage. I was I was making sure they were gentle with her, not throwing her back out into the crowd and that kind of stuff. It was all fun. We got through the show and we left. About a week later, I get a phone call from my wife. Who's losing her mind saying that, you know, what'd you do with any other, you know, and I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. What'd you do with the girl? I didn't do nothing up there. You didn't assault her. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Then my attorney ends up calling Jesse, what'd you do? And I said, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Come to find out her parents were, were in the church group outside protesting. Oh, and this girl oh had snuck God. into the concert. And when they found out she was in there and that she was up on stage, they ended up going and wanted me arrested. Oh, rolling with Satan for assaulting her. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it ended up it ended up all going away, but it was a scary thing because sure. you don't know in those in those mountains of Tennessee oh, yeah. if they wanted to we make an example of you. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. a it's a uh, thank you, Jimmy, for the call. I mean, it's a scary time now because you know obviously the, the, there's a lot going on in the press and stuff, and there's some validity to some of this stuff. But you also have people out there that are just looking for their attention or trying yeah. to take somebody down and take and, get, and you know and, and and get their money. I mean. There was a radio DJ that, that, that you know uh, Taylor Taylor Swift sued him because oh, yeah. the picture she said she gra- he, he grabbed, grabbed her, her ass. Yeah. And I had I had the girls the the Canadian band Kitty 
that yeah. was uh that they, they, they just put out a documentary and they were on my show la- a week or two ago. And they, they assaulted you, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, "Come on, let's take a let's take a picture." And I said, "Okay." Well, we took a picture, and I'm like this. Yeah. I got my arms crossed in front of me, like, and they've got their arms up on my shoulders and stuff. And then they go, then they went to say goodbye. I extended my hand to shake my hand. They go, "We're from Canada. We got to hug it out." And I'm like. You got this on film that they're the ones that want yeah, to hug yeah, it out. Yeah. Like, you know, you're so worried about everything. Yeah, you don't it, know. It's, it's a different day and time. But, yeah, that, that's, that's wild. He remembered that. that yeah, that, it, that was true, and that was a scary day. How many yeah. dates are you playing this year? A little over 100 or so. Wow. Wow. They're always about out, 120 man. shows, yeah. Wow. Brian in Tennessee. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, hey, guys. How are you doing? Uh, I remember, at any rate, Jesse, wanted to let you know, I saw you actually in Johnson City. You were trying to break, I guess, a uh, Guinness Book of World Records. You were on the back of a flatbed truck at a Finnegan's parking lot. And uh, so I took it in, who was my girlfriend, who's now been my wife for 22 years, to see that show. And to this day, when a Jackal song comes on, she's rocking it out in the car. So <laughs> that's good. And then you get laid. So that's good. There you go. <laughs> that's good. You know, we, we, we actually... Earlier, Go ahead. No, we actually set that Guinness Book World Record, 100 well, shows in 50 days. And I got it because we were doing two shows a day. We were doing a show in the morning from the flatbed truck, and we'd, the radio stations would put us somewhere, like he said, it could be a, a, a Hooters parking lot. And then that night, we would play in a venue. Wow. And, and we were just doing two shows a day, 100 shows in 50 days. And, and I got to tell you, the morning shows were wilder than the night shows. Wow. No, People no were joke. coming unglued. I mean, we, I remember we pulled into one place one time. Probably didn't and, sleep. And, and, oh, we didn't sleep. I, I mean, I... I I ended up, I was suffered from exhaustion when that was over. But I'll tell you the, the craziest thing, and this is a, a it's, it's, I, I'm not trying to be hokey or nothing, but I'm going to tell you, a, 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 a storybook ending for that tour was um, Bubba the Love Sponge mm-hmm. was hell-bent that the 100 show had to be in his market. Which down, was Florida, Florida right? Yeah. And so we were working our way down to do the last show with Bubba's station in Tampa, and the morning show was in Jacksonville with a morning show with the Lex and Terry guys up in, in Jacksonville. And uh, and so we were out in this parking lot, and we'd done 100 shows in 50 days. I was literally exhausted. I mean, just I was I did not know if I was coming or going because every show was full on, full equipment, the whole nine yards. And, uh, and we get through playing the show, and we're jumping down, and we're signing people's stuff, and we're, we're the crew's packing it up, putting a big logging tarp over the trailer. We, it was a homemade trailer, that flatbed that we'd built this stage on, and with a PA and stuff bolted down to it. And everything just stayed bolted down on the stage from show to show. And we were getting ready to go down, and these guys go, are you going to go see Ronnie's grave? And I said, what? Ronnie Van Zandt, you going to go see his grave? I said, man, I'd love to, but I, you know, we don't have time. We got to go, and I just, you know, I wasn't going nowhere. And the guy said, "What are you talking about? It's just right there." Wow. And I said, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, on the other side of those bushes." And I said, "You're telling me Ronnie Van Zant is buried on the other side of those bushes?" He goes, "Yeah, man." He goes, "And the rest of them are there too." Wow. And I said. No, and I told the guy, I said, guys, let's go see this. So we walk across this long-ass parking lot, probably 200, 300 yards of a parking lot. And we go through these bushes, just, and there was already like a little pathway carved out through the bushes. And we go through the bushes, and we were literally standing right there at Ronnie Van Zant's grave. 
And, and I'm the biggest pussy. I mean, I broke down and started crying. I was exhausted, and then to be there, I mean, just it was a heavy moment because yeah. it came out of nowhere. It, I mean, was, it was marked. Was it marked like is it in a cemetery or it's, is it just yes, its, its, it's thing? It's, yeah, you can go see it. It's it, you can get to it. It's ripped. I mean, there's all of them. All are the buried guys right are there. there. They're all buried right there. And together. there's a monument. It's yes, marked. Yes. Wow. And, and, and show and, number one hundred was right there. We, we all know that was the 99th one because oh, wow. we still had to go down and do the hundredth with Bubba, and we were exhausted. Exhausted, and we were just so seeing the finish line, and and these guys just out of the blue said, "Man, you guys gonna go see Ronnie's grave?" And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." And it, where you know we don't have time, you know. No, it's right. There. And I said, "Are you through those bushes, yeah. is Ronnie?" And I'm like, you, "There's if you'd asked me to bet everything that I had, uh, yes or, or no, it was that." I said, "Ain't no way." Brian, we, did you have a question you want to jump in with? Or I'm going to let sorry, you go. Bro, sorry, Brian. <laughs> I, I, no, hey. So I was just going to make a couple of comments. So to, to Eddie's point earlier, I've seen a ton of shows over the years. And uh, you guys brought it, man. Just the, the, the raw performance was awesome. And Eddie, still got to get you over to Nashville, man. Wait for you to come this way. <laughs> I know. Gonna, I got to get down there and do some shows. I really do, Brian. Thank you for the call. We got a studio there this year. I'm going to make it a point to get there. So many rock guys live in Nashville now. I got to get down there. So. Brian, Brian, did you ever go see Ronnie's grave? He's right gone. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, want to yeah, try to yeah, get I, these I, other people I, I, in. So, right. Rick in Wisconsin. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, Jesse, how's it going? Hey, Rick. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Rick's got a Good. I'm one of the old Wisconsin boys. All right. What part of Wisconsin are you in? Fond du Lac. All right. Yeah, we, man, we, we played a big outdoor show there like year before last. Yeah, it was yep, great. Yeah. At, at, the, at the wall that weekend, and I was the guy that had the 42-inch chainsaw at festival <laughs> that you signed for me. If you remember that? Yeah, I know. It's all some asshole in the crowd coming up. Mine's bigger than yours. Wait, you bought yeah. your own chainsaw to a yeah. festival, Rick? He, he, what kind of metal detective Holy did they have? shit, where he, was the security no, no, no. there? He was, he was pulling... I had a, 40, a 42 inch chainsaw in festival and Jesse signed the guard and the power head yeah. for me. He, oh. he showed up and pulled that big me little you stuff. Oh man. my gosh, oh, you man. actually got it. Wait, you seriously got into a rock festival with a 42 inch no, chainsaw? No, 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 a festival store. A festival store. There's, I was a, gro- there's a big chain called Festival Foods. Uh, so he, yeah. he walked into a, he walked into a grocery store. He walked into a liquor uh, store wow. with a, where we're selling Jesse oh James bourbon, God. and he walks in with a chainsaw. Well, you're doing a sign in or something. Yeah, he just comes yeah, in like yeah, like yeah, chainsaw yeah. massacre. Yeah, and then we then we then we, then we did play a festival that <laughs> yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rick, oh, you still have the festival at the park. Yeah, but let me tell you, the Festival Foods guys, you got to know this, Eddie. The Festival Foods guys, that's a grocery store chain it's the nicest grocery store chain you'll ever walk in and they actually sponsor rock fest in kadat and, and, and rock usa and in in oshkosh so they, sp- they sponsor all that stuff though the green bay distillery there that mark scogan and and sean and all the sean sanders those guys are the coolest dudes they party their ass off they own these grocery stores and they party their ass off wow we don't have those in yeah. jersey otherwise yeah. i'll look yeah. one up for yeah. you Fest- right. festival foods all right rick we'll take yep. care of that chainsaw huh I will, and I want to tell Jesse thanks for the honey whiskey, dude. I love it, man. It's a good sipping deal any time of the day or night. Well, God so. bless you. Just spread the word and drink it up. Man. Yeah, it is. I've, I can attest to that. I've had the honey yeah. one, too. It's real good. Doug in Indiana. Go ahead, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, Eddie. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. How you, Jesse, you used to play the Thanksgiving show at a little, a little bar my uncle owned in Fort Wayne. Years and years and years. What is that called? Years. Oh, Pierre. That's yeah, not yeah, little. Oh, no, I've yeah, been there. That's yeah, a big place. About, about 1,500 seats. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not little. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, did you, did you know Stan, the guy that owned that place? 
Stan's my uncle. Stan's your uncle? God, man, I loved Stan, man. What a trip. Yeah, we lost Stan a few years back, and, and the place just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's, I think they're opening the doors back up on it now. And then, uh, we've never had bad shows in, in Fort Wayne. And we actually, one of the 100 shows in 50 days was at, Pierre's and that he's talking about, yeah, and just a legendary place. Matter of fact, that you you should know this because your uncle owned it. But Pierre's was voted like for years. There used to be a big magazine that would rate live venues in the country, and it was like the number one live venue to play. Like yep. like out of the whole country for like all stars. Someone for, would yeah, give it yeah, to yeah, yeah yeah. I, mean, I was there it, yeah, a couple a of years venue. ago. My FM show. I have a radio affiliate there. Uh, my buddy Gasman. He runs the show. That the my, bear, runs my yeah. FM show Bad. there on the on the Bad local Julio. rock station. Yeah, and I I went there like two maybe two three years ago and uh, was a host of the annual Christmas party that they had there. Gasman, the one time I was in Fort Wayne. Yeah, Gasman actually played when when he was first starting to get into radio. He was a singer in a band, and they used to play with us there all oh, the time. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a singer. He's a Van Halen yeah, freak. I know that. Singer, yeah, and he, they would sing and, and uh, he'd, he'd jam his ass off, and then they'd introduce us and we'd play. And that's a great room. I miss that. I miss playing that room. It's a lot so of wait, fun. they closed Pierre's? It's they gone? closed it, and then and then the family. I guess some other family members that opened it back. I, I, I'll be honest with you. You'd have to ask this gentleman on the phone. I don't know what the status of it is now, but it's a great place. Yeah, uh, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Stan's son Herbie? Yeah, I remember. I, mean, I met his whole family. Yeah, yeah, just a great, okay. great, great, the whole family. Yeah, it's, it is reopened. Oh, cool. So yeah. Pierre's is reopened. Yes, and they are 98.9, which is the local FM. I'm, I'm assuming that's your affiliate. Yeah, that's that. my affiliate. Yeah, they're starting to uh, they're starting to rebook shows here again. That was actually my question for Jess. Would they ever consider coming back and playing at Piers? Because we've seen you guys last year out at the Rusty Spur, and that is just yeah. Not, not really my flavor of place. I'll, I'll just tell you this: you never have to twist my arm to go to Indiana and play ever. They got that's where they got the best. That's why I married an Indiana woman, and uh, there's nothing like a good corn-fed Indiana woman. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married? Well, you want to know, nice you wanna, you wanna know, you wanna know what she claims? Right or, yeah, she, she and I've been we, we've been, uh, been been on and off for about thirty-five years. Wow! And, uh, yeah, and uh, thirty-five years. Yeah, yeah. and uh, incredible. And the, yeah, mar- on and off. The, yeah, yeah. Then the marriage is uh, the marriage has been about uh, six, fifteen years, sixteen years, sixteen years plus or so. Wow, she yeah. got a big rock on her finger. Look at that, Jackal yeah. Pace. Yeah, <laughs> Chainsaw's Pace. Chainsaw's Pace. <laughs> Trust me. I you... love when I love when those guys would be like Jackal. Yeah. Those guys still around, and then I'm looking at her ring, and I'm like, Yeah, they are. Well, uh, <laughs> go see, go see Jesse in a place like Oklahoma or in yeah. Indiana yeah. or one of those parts of the country, and you'll see how legit with business they do. Wow. Well, how many I'll, I'll just I'll tell you this. I'll be yeah. totally transparent yeah. with you. You could put a gun to my head and ask me to tell you what bank that that we bank at yeah and i you just have to pull the trigger because i don't even know yeah she i, I come home her hand is out i have to hand everything i, oh. I, I empty my pockets and wow. then and, I, and i've and you go back out on the road and, to and, make and, more and, right and, oh. and i'm giving an allowance that's what i do yeah. my yeah. wife said to me the other day she thinks she says she feels like she's carmela soprano because i come home and i put the envelope on the table yeah. and then i go back out on the road and come back to fill the envelope and when i come back the envelopes i'm like, where'd all the money go that's in the envelope that's why i'm not married because i don't have any envelopes i'm like tony soprano i gotta go out do the business come back drop the money and go back out on the road again i'll be honest with you money, on the road every weekend money is, is so not the driving force for, for playing I'm 52 them. You know, years yeah. old man yeah. i've been on stage all my life i don't have any money you think i do it for that i, <laughs> I could i worked at harley for two years and made more money than my whole life no and, but that's the reason why miserable. but that's the reason why we've all been doing this as long yeah. as we have because i'm in this 35 years this year yep. 
I didn't too, start 35. for money or fame. I started because I wanted to find music, an outlet yeah. to share music I love with other people. So that's all it was about. Anything that else came along with it, I've been blessed. I've been able to make a great living from it. Don't and get now, me wrong. And now, I support you're, a family. now you're a bona fide doctor in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, an expert. Yeah. I mean, go figure. You know, it's a, I, uh, I, people ask me all the time, they'll say, do uh, you ever think about giving it up? You're not going to play anymore? Or, you know, do you ever think about just when, when's enough? And I said, do you ever look down at your penis and say, you know, I think I've used this thing enough. I, I, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to have this damned old appendage removed. You know, you, know, you seem, well, I think I got another one in me. So. It doesn't happen, yeah. though. It, there's yeah. something in my brain that ticks that just goes, keep going. I think I got, like, an, I got another show in me, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's in your blood. It's in your blood, man. You don't stop. Mark in Michigan, jump in. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, buddy. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call, Eddie. Sure, go ahead, man. Yeah, I just seen him at St. Patrick's Day in Traverse City, Michigan at Streeters. He put it on, man. He put a hell of a show out there. Saturday night, yeah. That went- and I was one of the fortunate fans out there that caught part of the uh, bar stool that he cussed <laughs> up and uh, picked up two-fifths of his whiskey. Life couldn't even be any better. We celebrated 15 years with me and my girl, and I just want to tell you, Jesse, thanks for bringing it. You did an awesome show in Michigan. Much love to you, brother. Thank you so much, and uh, what a great venue that is. That's that's a lot like that Pierre's place as far as it's a big room. that was about 1,800 people, maybe 2,000 people. Sells out. Wow. And, but it feels like you're playing to 30 people. I mean, you're doing rooms they're, like that? They're, 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 but they're you don't just, have any idea. Yeah, but, but, He's, he but, does huge business in the Midwest. We, we, had, I mean, we had just had a phenomenal crowd, and the crowd was great. Was the crowd not incredible the other night? I mean, everybody singing along every song. I mean, and just had the best time, and uh, it was it was great. Uh, thank you so much for calling, man, and we'll see you we'll see you soon. That's you rock, awesome. man. You rock. Keep up the great work. We love you in Michigan. Thank you. We love. Take Michigan. care yeah. of that bar stool there. You got a nice collectible. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Alabama. Say hello to Shane. Shane, you're on the air with Jesse James Dupree. What's going on? Hey, Ed. Hey, Jesse. How you doing? What up, Shane? What was it like touring with ZZ Top? And do you remember playing a place called Rockingham Palace in Birmingham? Yes, there's an interesting story. There's always an interesting story. On any Jack LaSalle convention, there's always an interesting story. Hold on, Are you going to ask me about the fist fight we got into that uh, night? I have, I, have, I have seen you there twice. Now, that's been uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, it was very entertaining. Uh-huh. Uh, but So you're not going to ask about the, the, the fight we got into uh, that night? The, no, no. Okay, all right, all right. Well, you got in a fight? No, on we stage? Yeah, we got through. We were playing at Rockingham Palace, and we got through playing, and uh, and and we were we were going to do a meet and greet, and then but the sound man had a girl in the dressing room, and her husband busted in the dressing room, oh. and caught him. <laughs> oh doing unspeakable things to his wife whoa and so all hell broke loose and then my brother who was our road manager at the time goes back in and the security guys end up blind because there was a fight going and the security guys blindsided my brother split his head open i'm outside i don't know what the hell's going on i i just hear that my brother had just gotten blindsided and his head was busted open wow I get in the middle of it and go, "Who the fuck did this to you?" He said, "This guy," and it was a it was a big son of a bitch. And I didn't even I just I busted the guy in the mouth as hard as I could. And what? then I then I, but he was, since he was so much bigger than I was, I bulldogged him. I grabbed him. I, I threw my arm up around his neck, and then I just with all my weight slung him down to the ground. And I was just grinding his head into the asphalt. And he and I and just hoping the guy didn't get a hold of because I was a big son of a bitch. Yeah. And I had him and I, I'm grinding his head and I busted him in the top of the head. He reaches back behind his head, yeah. gets his fingers in my mouth. Ah. 
and whenever they separated us, he pulls me and rips my mouth up inside oh. where I mean, uh, like uh, where my gum and my I mean, like, and I had like crater sized rips up inside my mouth. Oh. I mean, it was brutal. Oh. And uh, yeah, and um, and so then to tie it all together, and this is swear to God, this is a true story. A couple of years later, we were with ZZ Top, and we were playing at the arena there. And they said, and, and, and Tom, the bass player, comes up to me and goes, that guy you got in the fight with in, in, at that Rockingham Palace is a security guy here. He's no. What, <laughs> what are you going to do about You know, what are you going to do? And, and they're th- thinking that I'm going to square off with this guy again. Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy comes around the hall, comes around the all we, this uh, old venue that we're playing, old arena. He comes around, and he, the guy was even more muscled up. I mean, he's a big, and, and I just he's asked him. He's been training and, for and, you. And, and I said, I said, I said, I said, are you that guy I got in a fight with that night? And he goes, yeah. And I said, let's don't do that again. <laughs> 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 and he shut my hand, and we, we had a great time that night. Wow. But, 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 y'all, guys, y'all guys kicked ass that night. That was a very good show. <laughs> ZZ Top, what, a, what an honor to be out with ZZ Top, uh, Billy that, Gibbons. Billy, I used to, and I, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't want to get hate mail about it, but I literally did not, I never liked Van Halen for the whole first several years that they were out. I, got, I love them now, I love, and I look back, and just what a great band, and David Lee, great front man. Eddie, just obviously a phenomenal guitar player, so I'm not seeing, but I did, I resented Van Halen for the first several years that they were out because I did not understand why people just did not know that Billy Gibbons was God. And he, Billy Gibbons could hit one note and hold it, and it meant more to me than any fret tapping that anybody could do. And um, and again, well, that's with all, I, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but that's how much of a Billy Gibbons fan I was. And uh, and to be on tour with Billy Gibbons, you know, he's I, so I can, cool. I can tell you so many ZZ Top stories. Man. Yeah, I love I love those. He's guys. the best, right? He, he pays everything in two dollar bills. He's got the picks. Well, we are, would go shopping. I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you one quick story. We'd go shopping and we'd go into the store. And if he found a jacket he would want, he would go up to the counter and he would hand the lady his card. And he would say, I would like four of these jackets sent to this address. Yeah. And if she came back and said, we only got three, he would take his card back and say, thank you very much. And he didn't want three. He wanted yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. But if they had four, they'd send it. You and, know, he, and that's the way he was with everything. His just, card, he, he gave me his card with his card. number on it. And his card says, you know, his card says, Billy, Billy F. Gibbons, friend of Eric Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I it says that. on his card. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. to people. Yeah. He's so cool. He's, and that's how he feels, obviously, about what a, Clapton. What a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. Great, great guy, too. Oh, a few a few more minutes here till the top of the hour. Jesse James Dupree sitting in. Dean Del Rey is here as well. Let's go to Oregon right now. Say a little Ryan. Hey, Ryan, you're on the air. Hey, how we doing? Hey, man, go ahead. Good. Hey, Jesse, uh, what was your favorite place to go uh, to a show? Where's my favorite place to play a show? To play a show or see a show? To play at a show. To play at one of the shows. You know, uh, you find any venue in any stage that's got our intro tape rolling and that's my favorite place to be. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously i mean i'm so blessed to play i mean we i mean like eddie said we spent a lot of our time up and down the midwest but we were just up in oregon uh at the, toward the end of the summer of last year and had a phenomenal show up there and i think we're going to go back uh, before this year's over we, yeah we were up in portland and i forget the name of the place we played crystal ballroom uh man you're asking me something i don't right, even yeah, know yeah, yeah. but but yeah i mean we we have we have great shows i, I really do i mean I, I love playing the festivals and and I love trying to pull them in, but I like—I mean, I really like playing those mid-sized rooms that that you got a really huge crowd packed into a place, but it just feels you know. It's the best. You know I mean, those those to me are my favorite rooms, just like what we were talking about with with uh, the the Traverse City gig on Saturday night, or even the night before that, we played a place called the BMI Speedway, two thousand people up just just on the north side of Dayton, and it was just what just a blast, packs out, and just people just throw down. Thank you, Ryan, for the call. Let's go to Vancouver. Say hello to Joe. Hey, Joe. 
Hey, Ed. Hey, Jesse. Uh, big fan up here in Canada. I uh, just wanted to, well, first of all, after listening to this for the last half hour, I would pay for a ticket just to sit and listen to Jesse tell stories, I think. Well, thank, uh, thanks. <laughs> just wondering, Jesse, I know you guys opened some shows. I'm a huge Kiss guy. You opened some shows, I think, on the Revenge Tour. Just wondering if you had a... Kiss. Kiss story when you, were you didn't do any. Did you do shows with Kiss? We 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 we've played a couple of shows with Kiss, and we. Uh, I'll tell you this: we got a call when our first album broke, and they wanted us to open for Kiss in Greenville, which is which is where Jeff and Chris are from. Right. Jeff and Chris Worley, and uh, and we were excited because we were going to be playing with with Kiss, and we go there that day and we set our stuff up and we hit the stage and we had a really great show, a lot of fun. We came off the stage and we get we walk into our dressing room. And I kid you not, Gene and Paul were both in our dressing room. And Gene was going through my wardrobe case because I had bought one of those anvil road uh, yeah. road case uh, dressing room thing. You know, had the drawers. In. Gene was going through my damn road case, like looking through the drawers and stuff. And and so I for go, what I don't know. So, so we go in. Probably thought you were on drugs. I swear to God, on my kids, they're, they're Gene and Paul are in our dressing room and and, and they're just goofing and, and being fun, right? And, and and I start talking and I was, I don't know what the hell I was spewing out. I'm excited because I'm meeting Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. They're in our dressing room. I'm hot, sweaty. I'm just coming off the stage. You know, my adrenaline still flowing, you know, and I'm just excited. And I, I don't, it seemed like I'd talk for 30 minutes just saying hello. And Gene looks at me and goes, I understand absolutely nothing you're saying. Where are you? Where are you from? I said, you know, I'm, from, I'm from just down the road in Atlanta. But he ended up being great. But then he says, um, he says, Paul and I would like to have you guys be on our Kiss tribute record. Kiss, kiss my, my ass. ass. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And ass. if you yeah. see the documentary, you'll see Gene's got the board up there with all the bands and the songs, and they wanted us to do right. "I Love It Loud," and our name is on the board, and "I Love It Loud." But David Berman, who was the vice president of Geffen Records, would not let us be on the record. Why? Oh. Because they said that that, that uh, they did not trust that that Gene wouldn't release the song that we were going to do as a single, and it would conflict with our album coming out. Our, our second album send a mixed message yeah. to oh, yeah. away and, from and, their own record. So, and the record companies were so and so Gene calls me up and he's and, and I said Gene I, I, you know, I can't make waves on this because I got to have these, the label support and he goes oh, you need to learn you've got to just push back and tell them you want to do this and I said I do want to do it but I'm just I'm still not I mean I'm coming out with a, a, a second record I, I'm a blues based rock band that's coming out with Nirvana Soundgarden Stone Temple oh. Pilots Alice in Chains where they're all the flavor of the day right. nobody expected us to ever do anything that you know as far as for a straight up rock band we, did, we didn't come out in the 80s we didn't really fit that thing we were kind of a throwback to the 70s and we grew up on zz top and 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 and, and acdc and stuff like that sure. and so you know um we were just trying to find our place and so i wasn't really leveraged to make that big of a deal with a record right. company and it was only because the people that, that still come out and support us to this day that did not let us get swept under the rug i mean you know we broke out of lincoln nebraska of all places gabe baptista you know who you may have remembered but he passed away not too long ago but he, he broke uh, your single <laughs> he was one of the guys that, that that broke our first single that, that where they called up and said what's going on in Lincoln I said I've never been there and they said you we can't keep the records on the shelf and things just kind of I mean, there's several other places that were popping up but it, and we you know we're from the south you know and yeah. that's a great get, point though man yeah. these guys came out in the teeth of the scene yeah. changing yeah. with something that was totally counter to what the hot thing was and still managed to sell well, a lot we, of records we played up in Seattle Washington and the guys in Nirvana was on Geffen as well so we yeah. were all we were all label mates and they all came out to watch us play and we break into I stand alone the guys in Nirvana start slam dancing, and security throws them out the door. 
Really? And yeah, and, and so I'm on stage singing, and, and I see I'm singing. I stand alone, and and, and Cobain and everybody just out the the door, and uh, and and I, I run over and grab my stage guy during the lead break and scream. They kicked their Nevada guys out, <laughs> let them back in. Yeah, you know, and uh, and because I mean we were just coming out at the same time, and so they go and get them and brought them back in the back, and they were drinking draft beer out of uh, a gallon milk jugs, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and 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 we were in the back, and, and and we we carried we helped carry Kirk to the car that night, and. I mean, it was we, we, it was crazy, and then and then of course they they just like you said it was just right at that time where all that music just blew up, and we were very fortunate because we we didn't disappear. I mean, we yeah we we held our own. And There's a few bands hang, hang some platinum on the wall, and just and just yeah. and just been thankful to have the the support that we've had. I got a I got uh, like under four minutes here, and I got to wrap up right to the second, as everybody knows on this live show before it kicks back into the other programming. So I want to make sure everybody gets in what they got to get in, and I apologize, so many more calls we could take, but. Uh, going to run out of time here but first and foremost um thank you man for coming in this was a nice surprise you're always you're always welcome to come thank and hang out whenever you're in your show. please Dean, great to hang with you oh, buddy. Man, i'm good. looking thank forward you. to doing comedy yeah. out there at the uh sturgis well, we'll trade numbers here in a second <laughs> and, and then of course dean delray sitting with me on both shows today and uh dean hit your stuff that you want to plug i'm out on tour with bill burr uh for the next three four months i'll be at nyack levity this week with uh joey diaz then my podcast let to be talk it's in the top hundred on itunes george lynch on this week check it out and the ac DC Bon Scott tribute I'm doing in Hollywood April 3rd um, at the Avalon. You can get tickets at DeanDelRay.com. There you go. Jesse, what do you want to tell everybody? Where should people find you? Uh, you know, go to Jackal.com for the tour dates. Go to Jackal.com to, to get Jeff Worley's and Roman Glick's uh, cookbook called Dog Eat Dog. Uh, also grab the No Filter book. It puts all of our records and that kind of stuff. Just get ready to kick it out for a great summer. And uh, Full Throttle Saloon, Pappy Hoyle Campground. Come cramp there. Uh, Eddie will be hanging with us this year. We'll make sure that. <laughs> P-A-P-P-Y-H-O-E-L Campground.com for your reservations. Check it out. And uh, Jesse James Bourbon, please uh, ch- try what I call some liquid America. But again, uh, Eddie, I could talk to you for Forever, man, you're a great host. You sell the booze right? at the yeah. shows? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, most most always we're doing bottle signings and wow. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, and, yeah. and mention you're here because your son has a band that's playing in New York oh, my, tomorrow. My, so give you. your son's Good band God. a shout yeah, out. Thank you. I feel like such a terrible dad now. Uh, my, my son, his name is Nigel. Beautiful kid, looks like his mama. He's playing uh, at the Mercury Lounge tomorrow night with a band called Wayland. W a y l a n d. Check out their website. Is he the singer? And their social media. He's actually he does he was singing and playing his own band. He was out doing dates with Wayland. Kiefer Sutherland and those guys found and Jude Cole found the guys in Wayland had me working with them so him and Wayland was out together doing shows his band ended up falling apart Wayland's band ended up falling apart and they needed a drummer and he goes hell I'll just play drums for you so he's been playing drums wow. they never, they never been, and he's a phenomenal drummer Wow! so keep an eye open for that band it's a rock band you said and <laughs> great uh, band great singer Mitch can sing his ass off I hate him <laughs> I hate it. Great singer. So, so keep an eye open for Wayland, which is uh, Jesse's uh, Jesse's son's band playing out there, playing all kinds of great shows, too. He was telling me earlier. Well, my thanks to Jesse James Dupree, also Dean Del Rey for sitting in. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Jesse is always engaging, always a lot of fun to talk to. Appreciate him swinging by. Glad I was able to bring that to you. Remember, all of my interviews on the podcast originate on my SiriusXM radio shows Monday through Friday live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Volume Channel 106 and also on Monday nights, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern time on SiriusXM Channel 39. Trunk Nation is the name of the show across the board. Got a terrestrial show, too, blasting on 30 great radio stations and then some across America and Canada. If you'd like to hear that show, be sure to grab it 
And you can do so if you become an all-access member of eddytrunk.com. Listen to my FM terrestrial show on demand that way anytime you want. This podcast is new every Thursday. Don't forget, if you're in the Dallas area, I'm in McKinney tonight. If you're listening on post day, the 29th of March, at the Guitar Sanctuary, doing my speaking Q&A show. And tomorrow, the 30th, doing my radio show on Sirius XM, live from the Guitar Sanctuary, 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, tonight, the events start at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at the Guitar Sanctuary. Hope to see if you're in the Dallas area. Be sure to check the homepage of eddytrunk.com for all my appearances and stuff as it comes in. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up, including just announced uh, later in the year, Dominican Republic 80s in the Sand. Cool event. Check that out. Links on everything on the homepage of my site. Be sure to follow on Twitter as well, at Eddie Trunk. Katie Irizarry is the producer of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. See you next Thursday for another all-new episode. Podcast One, Red Circle Sports with Dennis Miller. The thing about LeBron is I think he's reached that point now where he realizes maybe the organization, although Gilbert seems like a bit of a shaky cat to me, but I think they realize that they cannot do the full bore ice capades every night and show the colors. They have to eat it a little once in a while because, quite frankly, it doesn't matter until it gets in the playoffs, right? Until you get in the kill zone. That takes a month and a half. To hear new episodes each Tuesday from Dennis Miller, subscribe exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, or on the new podcast one app don't forget to review and leave a five-star rating dive into the start of summer at whole foods market check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce organic strawberries and a fan favorite sale on ben and jerry's and talenti explore deals on grill friendly meats like organic air chilled chicken breast beef and chicken kebabs all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department plus grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks kick off your summer and shop in store or online at whole foods market today